three, two, one. Liftoff. We have a liftoff. Welcome to 321 Liftoff. I'm Wayne Belden, the president of Belden Communications, the publisher of the Space Coast Fun Guide and SpaceCoastFunGuide.com. We'll be bringing you 321 Liftoff each week, talking about tourism on Florida's fabulous Space Coast. With me is the host of 321 Liftoff, Bonnie King, former deputy director of the Space Coast Office of Tourism, as well as the past president of the Florida Film Commission. Bonnie, are we ready to blast off on 321 Liftoff? I think we are. I think we are. Hey, today we're here at the Visitor Center at the beautiful Merritt Island National Wildlife Refuge and all managed for conservation and open for all of us to enjoy. And the surroundings here are definitely a treat to the eyes. And when you take it all in, you truly appreciate the beauty of nature. And that's where we are today. 321 Liftoff is brought to you by the Beachside Hotel and Suites on Cocoa Beach, offering a great overnight vacation destination when you plan your trip here to the Florida Space Coast, and by Longboard's Restaurant and Tiki Bar, located at the Hilton Ocean Front on Cocoa Beach, offering a fabulous ambiance with great food and drink, and by the SpaceCoastFunGuide.com, where you will learn what there is to see and do in this fabulous area and where to do it. And joining me today, as always, is my good Freddie, my good buddy, John <laughs> Belden, Vice President of Belden Communications. Hey, John. Hey, hey. Happy Friday to you. I got to tell you, I, I love it out in this neck of the woods. My daughter and I want actually came here and after we took a, a hike here at the refuge and she actually said she was awestruck and yes that's the word awestruck. that my daughter used she said she was awestruck at the beauty that unfolds on every turn and I, I gotta tell you I agree it's a beautiful area if you've never been here you gotta come out and check it out uh, here we are actually in the middle of the wildlife refuge where NASA and other commercial rockets are being launched and what a partnership between the technology of space and the tranquil atmosphere of nature. And it is a true space hidden gem. This is, this is gorgeous. I, I absolutely agree. The Space Coast takes great pride in appreciating and protecting the nature that we have around us. And Wayne Belden, president of Belden Communications, is here to join the conversation and to introduce our guest. Well, thank you, Bonnie. Uh, it's a pleasure to be here. Actually, it's uh, a fantastic pleasure to be here. I'm looking at all these beautiful animals that are around here. Uh, what is I'm particular? What is that right the up there? That is that oh. a, an otter or a beaver? A river otter. A, ri a river, river otter. otter. Wow, that's a beautiful animal. I didn't, wasn't quite sure. Is that a beaver? I said no. Not, we're not in Wisconsin. <laughs> before, so, okay, it's my next pet adoption right, right there. But well, the I, only thing is, the only thing I just want to say, the otter I always thought was like black. I just thought it was like a silvery. Yeah, I mean, not but shiny black. That's a seal. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> I knew you were going to say that. There you go. <laughs> I'm sorry. All right, we'll talk about that. Go ahead, Wayne. I'm well, sorry. I, I hope after today's, con uh, today's conversation. We'll get educated. Yes. I hope after today's conversation that people will just stop and take the time to appreciate and enjoy the great outdoors. Uh, and as Ralph Waldo Emerson once said, adopt the pace of nature. Her secret is patience. And we want to welcome Kim King Wren, Visitor Services Manager from Merritt Island National Wildlife Refuge. How are you? Welcome to the show. Thank you. Happy to be here. Awesome. Well, yeah, so tell us. I mean, we are in the middle of, what, 140,000 acres? Yeah, 140,000 acres. That includes both inside the secure area of the Kennedy Space Center and outside the Space Center. And it also includes almost all of the Mosquito Lagoon and portions of the Indian River Lagoon and Banana River. Wow. I got to ask you, where are you from originally? 
Massachusetts. Massachusetts. Ah, <laughs> you I, detected that. I was picking up on a... I, I almost thought Canada, so I was a little off. But uh, okay, very good. So, so now you're here in Florida. So tell us about what you do here to promote this area and what you do to keep, to keep it up. So my main job is to coordinate the work of a lot of fantastic volunteers who keep the refuge looking good mm-hmm. and who help us welcome all the visitors that we have here. So we have a huge volunteer workforce, and they do everything. Um, the Visitor Services Division does everything that has to do with people here at the refuge. So there are lots of biologists that work on the refuge, but they tend to like to be out in nature. And so we're the kind of oddballs who enjoy interacting with people and planning yeah. events. And You get a lot of them, too, don't you? How many people come through here a year? So in a regular year... We have about 1.8 million visitors. Jeez, that's a lot. Yeah. That's a lot. That's great. Yeah. Yeah. So that's a lot of uh, welcome gifts and stuff, right? You gotta make <laughs> cookies or something for those folks. That's and awesome. of course, we realize that probably we we lost a little bit maybe in 2020, but now with everybody coming back out, and it, this is a great place to visit because you're outdoors. Yeah. So it's always a great place to visit, um, but during the trying year of 2020 with the global pandemic, our visitation skyrocketed. Oh, wow. Because people felt safe recreating outside. Well, there you go. So actually, last year we had 2.6 million visitors. Wow. That made us the fourth most visited refuge in the country. Oh, my gosh. That's incredible. How many refuges are there in the country? 568. 560. Wow. Wow. And you were number four? Yes. Congratulations. Hey, well, hey, any more? There's another reason to come here and get to see that. That, yeah, is, that is great to hear. Uh, there's a lot of cool stuff to do out here, too. I've done a lot of kayaking out here, and it's just beautiful. And along the Black Point, let's talk about that. When you come over that Max Brewer Bridge and you're coming through, and, and then... You know, when I first arrived here, my first visit to the refuge was coming over that Max Brewer Bridge. Yes. And you just get this beautiful view of the refuge that unfolds in front of you. And it happened to be one of those gorgeous days where the little spoil islands look like they're you're in the Caribbean with the sandbar showing. And as I cruised down onto the flats, um, Roseate Spoonbill flew right across. Really? And I said, yeah, I'm staying here. Yep. (laughs) You know? Yep. So a lot of people come for the beautiful lagoon and the great fishing and a lot of them come for the wonderful birds like those spoonbills so beautiful too wow. I've, mm-hmm. I've done tours out here with my daughter mm-hmm. and i mean hours and you, you're out here five hours and it feels like it's 20 minutes you're just having so much fun with you, you see bald eagles you see the spoonbills you, you see everything you see gators and, and it's just like it's a, a real beautiful real beautiful how, thing how many species of animals do you have out there do you think about three thousand different oh types my, of things. Oh my she said that all nonchalantly. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, no big deal. Probably so. She's got a name for every one of them. Wow. That's the thing. That's that's <laughs> three thousand. No big deal. No big deal. Well, <laughs> we're an important bird area. That's a designation from the National Audubon Society because we have birds that live here all year round, like the spoonbill. And then we have the migratory birds. When birds go south for the winter. This is where they come, right? Right. And so. Oh, so yeah. you're an accommodation for birds. <laughs> yeah, that's right. For snowbirds. It's their, it's their vacation. <laughs> you know, they come here and hang out. Yep. So we have loads and loads of species of birds that come through on migration or that live here or that come for the whole winter. Then lots and lots of aquatic species because we have freshwater marshes and brackish water marshes and the lagoons, you know, mm-hmm. and just a wide variety of habitat. We have. 
tropical hammocks, you know, shady uplands, and we have pine flatwoods areas and scrub, which are high and dry areas. So it's a lot of diversity. And a fascinating thing that I found out when I moved here is that the subtropical zone ends right here in Titusville. Really? And the temperate zone ends right here. It is Route 406 right through Titusville is the line where those two come together. So we have species from the temperate and the tropic both right here. Do they ever cross over? Fight Club. Fight <laughs> <laughs> <My> Club. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> See, which is better. I, a, I, got a, I, I got a confession to make. So um, when I was driving here, this is my first time Welcome. coming here. So when you were talking about the bridge, um, I almost crashed a couple times because I wasn't paying attention. I was looking at the people. <laughs> I hope your insurance company's not listening. I was uh, <laughs> sorry, progressive. I was looking. I was looking at the people. Yep. All the people. There was a ton of people just having fun. I saw this one lady. She was just literally standing knee deep in water, playing with her dog. Yep. And I was like, "That's." that's you said that's really, my really kind of place. It is. No, that's that's really cool. Hey, but we, but you know what? Now that you're speaking, Phil, let's introduce you. This is <laughs> Phil. This is Phil, our producer. This is the man that makes uh, it happen. Yeah, the man that makes, it, makes happen it happen that we're there. That's it. But yeah. we're glad to have you join us and 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 add some um, and add some commentary and find out what's going on. And it's true when you come over the bridge and you see those yes. people. Honestly, it's like okay, I want to go there now. There was there was <laughs> even there was even a sign on the side of the road. That's that had like uh, snakes and alligators and says, "Hey, give them a break." But it's spelled "break" as in like your like car break. Yeah, car, oh, right. there's a yeah. pun there I for a like, Friday. I, I like, like it. Oh. <laughs> yeah. The but, I'm sorry, but the Black Point Drive, you can drive it and you can also hike it, correct? Mm-hmm. Both, or do you want to just have people drive it? So the Black Point Wildlife Drive is a seven mile one way loop road, and it goes through some marshland and some other wetlands, some impoundments, and it's really designed for driving. But along the way, there are two hiking trails. Mm -hmm. There is the half-mile wild bird trail and the five-mile crookshank trail. So you really want to be driving around the road and stopping for hiking because there's a lot of people like Phil are looking at the birds while they're driving (laughs) right and you don't want to be walking or biking out there because people are not paying attention they're too busy looking at all the wildlife it's see i'm not the only one you're not the only one no not at all and and it is it is beautiful and we we actually did that we we, when we were out here we drove and there's parts that you can actually pull over and get out and walk and um and again you get real close i mean it's just to see them i never honestly i never knew i was a bird guy you know, because we have one of the biggest bird watching events uh, in the country comes here every year, mm-hmm. uh, the Bird and Wildlife um, Show. Um, anyhow, so I never knew I was that type of person. And when I came out here and I started seeing them, I said, I get it now. It's right. beautiful. Yeah. I mean, now we know why people show up with all their, you know, their their telescopes and everything because they oh want to find gosh. those birds. Yeah. They're so pretty and peaceful. Beautiful. Our, our biggest user group is wildlife photographers. Yeah. They're by far the biggest user group because on Black Point Drive and on the Biolab Road and other scenic drive, you can get really close. Mm-hmm. And even if you don't have a very fancy, expensive camera, you can still get really good pictures. iPhone yeah. these days, man. I have an iPhone. I take really good photos with that. And it's it's great. Get to see some good stuff. Yeah. Now, the other question that I have is when you come over and you're entering the wildlife refuge, off to the right is um, it's the lagoon area, but there's, there's um, like trees that are growing out, little like big bushes, which is a very cool look. But what is that called? So what you're looking at to the south of the road is actually an impoundment. It's the Peacock's Pocket Impoundment, and it was created for mosquito control mm. way back in the 60s. 
And those little bushes you're seeing are baby mangroves. So, okay. And so they're in a nice protected area there, and um, they'll probably grow bigger, you know, and won't keep that look. Um, but right now they're just kind of juvenile mangroves. I know it looks, it's a really cool yes. look. I know that when I used to do film work and stuff and people were looking for locations that looked like that, I would take them out here to take a peek and look at, because it was, it's, it's a very cool. It's highly photographed. It, yes. I can imagine. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And also the little, just like you said, the spoil islands that are out there mm -hmm. and you can see people, they bring their boats up there yes. and yes. maybe spend the day. Now, are they allowed to spend the night there? So the spoil islands that you see from the Max Brewer Bridge are not within the refuge. So that's not actually part of the refuge. I know, but it's still a good look. I mean, you can <laughs> see it when you're in the refuge. Right. It's very yeah. cool. But I just didn't know if people were allowed to spend the night there. The ones that are inside the refuge are not. Okay. Yeah. So there's no camping inside the refuge. Gotcha. What, right. what makes a refuge a refuge? Like what, what, what is the, about the area that's... Well, I don't even know what is, what is a refuge anyway. It's where they all come, right? To sure. So... The National Wildlife Refuges are your public lands, and they are the public lands that are set aside specifically for wildlife. Mm -hmm. So we have other public lands like national parks and national forests, but your wildlife refuges are the only ones that are managed specifically for wildlife. Um, and of course, we also welcome people, but that's technically a secondary use, right. um, but not at Merritt Island, <laughs> <laughs> not with two million visitors. Right. Um, and so what we do here is we manage land for wildlife. And they're created in all different kinds of ways. Some of them are created when a biologist says, we have an endangered species here, and we need to protect this habitat for this endangered species. And that's what happened at the nearby St. John's National Wildlife Refuge that's just to the west of Titusville. Mm -hmm. That one is actually closed to the public because of the endangered species that live there. Um, they're very critically endangered. What so. kind of species would live there that are... So there's, a, there's two species. When it was first created, there was a sparrow called the seaside sparrow, which unfortunately went extinct. Oh, wow. But now there's a new bird called the black rail, and the black rail is just about to be added to the endangered species list. And one of the few places where it's doing well is here at the St. John's National Wildlife Refuge. Great. So in the rest of its range, it's in a lot of trouble. Okay, but you said it's, it's a new bird. Well, it's not a new bird, but it's it's newly listed. Gotcha. It hasn't been on the it's just oh, okay. been proposed to be added to the endangered species list. Gotcha. So, what if somebody okay. wants to see that bird? They're not allowed to go in there to see that bird. Thanks for asking, Bonnie. <laughs> they can come to the Space Coast Birding and Wildlife Festival, and then they can go on a guided tour out to the St. Johns. It's the only time of year that we give tours is Amazing. during the Space Coast Birding Festival. Awesome. So a refuge is anywhere where there's wildlife. That's protected, right? Well, the National Wildlife Refuges are managed by the Fish and Wildlife Service. So it's not just anywhere. It has to be designated by Congress or mm -hmm. some kind. It can be created by a president. Okay, because we were at Fairville Boutique, and there's a lot of wildlife going <laughs> yeah, on Yeah, that would be a refuge. <laughs> Have you seen the mangroves there? <laughs> oh, my goodness. It look like a refuge to me. <laughs> <laughs> a couple birds there, too. Never mind. <laughs> but yes. part, an interesting part of Merritt Island's story <laughs> is that it was created not by a biologist who said we need to protect this habitat, but by the people of Titusville. Right. When when the space center was created, there were people who were living out here on Merritt Island, and they all oh, had wow. they all had to move off to make way for the space center. 
And they were very worried, like, we want to be able to go out there. We want to be able to go fishing. We want to get to the beach. You know, we have this really strong heritage of hunting and fishing, and we want access. And so they approached NASA, and one gentleman in particular named Alan Cruikshank, he was an ornithologist, and he said, you know, we need to have access so we can go birding. It's a really awesome bird area. And so it was through citizen action, really, that the National Wildlife Refuge was established with the land that is buffer area for the Space Center. So when you're here at the refuge, you're technically on land that is owned by NASA and is part of the Kennedy Space Center, but is managed by the Fish and Wildlife Service gotcha. as a refuge. Good partnership. Yeah. Very good partnership. Yeah. You have a lot of partnerships, I know, within the community where you offer things like, for example, um, cleanup days. I've noticed on your website that you'll have certain days and people will come out and help do cleanup. So can you kind of explain that? Yeah. So because we have really high visitation, unfortunately, we have some litter. Mm -hmm. So all throughout the cooler months, for about six months over the cooler months in the wintertime, we offer a monthly trash bash, and people can come out on the second Saturday of the I month like and help clean up. Yeah, yep. Nice. I think that's great. Yeah. I think that's really good. Yeah, do lots your part. Of people come out. You know, everybody comes and enjoys themselves here, but do your part, and let's make sure we keep well, it yeah, pretty. I'm, I'm really surprised that people would come out to a place like this with all its beauty and just treat it haphazardly. It, I have friends that live out here that will go to play Alinda, and it's the same thing every time they go out. They, they go out and pick up stuff. Because unfortunately, people that in human nature, it's like, come on, guys, how old are we? <laughs> I know it's like we have to educate people. Even you come here, you know, pick up your mess. There's you no know, reason pick to up leave your it. Mess. Yeah, there's no reason to. Leave really? It. Now I know that you also don't you work with like eco tour operators who bring out groups here. We do. We have six different eco tour operators who have permits because you have to have a permit to operate. Mm -hmm. We have one company that does like tours on the land. Mm -hmm. um, like you can hop in a little van and get a guided tour of Black Point if you want someone to tell you what you're looking at. Right. And um, then we have folks who do the kayak tours. And there's so many kayak tours. It's so fun though. Oh my yeah, gosh, you fun. have to do it. Yeah. Especially during the bioluminescent. Oh my goodness. It's, it's, can for, we do that? Yeah, we have to. Please. And, and yeah. it's, it's coming up. It's coming up um, in the next couple of months, and we're going to have to do that. But for those of you that are listening that may not know what that is, and, and you probably would explain it a lot better than I would scientifically speaking, right? Um, what you happens know, in the you water. You know what it is, right? It's you know how to describe cool. it. It's super cool. That's what it is. Super it, you, <laughs> you have to see it. It's a light show on water. So there are these tiny organisms called dinoflagellates that swim in the water, and when they're disturbed, they glow. That's what the bioluminescence is. And so if you go out at night in a boat or better in a canoe or kayak, as you paddle or move through the water, it causes the water to glow this beautiful bluish-green color. Guys, this is Avatar on the water. I'm yeah, telling you, cool. get out here and check. Phil, you'll yeah. lose your mind. You can literally <laughs> take, take your hand and you run it through, and there's just this trail, this neon trail going right through, and it just it lights up, and then it goes away, and it lights up again. It's the coolest so thing. So it's almost like psychedelic. It, 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 it is. is. Like, yeah, you're yeah. back in the 70s, man. <laughs> all right. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm not, just going to say right. that. Yeah. I know Bonnie yeah. and, and Dad are having a trip back yeah. then. I, I, I wasn't around but oh my gosh the coolest thing um and, and the first time i went i, I actually lost my phone because i thought it was a stick and i threw it <laughs> so yeah i brought so if you bring your phone i know i it was it was a experience nonetheless but but, but get one of those things the land the what do they call those that you put your phone the, in the, yeah, exactly yeah, yeah, so that you're protected but yeah. you want to get some cool photos it is so beautiful out here and you, it's it's peaceful 
So yeah. peaceful. One of the reasons that people like to come to Merritt Island for the bioluminescent is because it's really dark. Right. And it's, you know, there's no city disturbances around here. The refuge actually closes after dark. So you can only be here if you're on one of those guided tours mm -hmm. or if you're launching a fishing boat to go fishing because there are a couple of boat ramps that are open for night fishing. Awesome. So there's not a lot of people around. It's nice and peaceful and um, it's really dark. So there's no light pollution. It makes the bio show up really great. Yeah. And uh, sometimes little fish will swim through it and those will glow too. Or sometimes a manatee or something go by and they all How up cool glow. is that, yeah. man? Yeah. And if you can't get on a bio tour because they're super popular, you can go in the daytime and there are manatees here in the summertime and you can see manatees. Um, there's dolphins. There's lots of kinds of so fish, lots of birds. It's still it, great. Is it true that if you eat one of the fish during that season that you'll glow also? <laughs> no? Oh, I heard that. I thought maybe... <laughs> That'd be cool, right? That'd be awesome. Or if you've been hanging around <laughs> with. I'd be going out there right now. Well, check it out, man. Really? And uh, some of the events that you do have, I also noticed that you have some some bike tours. They do bike tours, are there? So Neat. we are getting practice for when our bike trail opens. Cool. They're supposed to start construction on the bike trail next year in 2022. But in the meantime, in the winter when it's not terribly hot, we offer guided bike tours on some of our uh, dirt roads that are less traveled with cars. So um, if you have a mountain bike or some sort of a trail bike, um, you know, usually about once a month throughout the cooler months, we offer those tours to kind of have somebody show you where to go. If you've never been here before, tell you about the birds you're seeing. That sounds fun. I would do that. Yeah. We had talked with um, uh, the Titusville Chamber of Commerce work, working again with the bike trails that are going to be done through the Titusville area. And obviously, it would come through your, your wildlife refuge. But that is going to open. And some of it is open now. So there's a lot of bike trails through Titusville that you can take. And um, I know a lot of people who take that, like take a Saturday and just go out there and just cruise a, it's a lovely, lovely site, you know, that you're here. The city of Titusville is located right on the river. So as you're driving down US-1 or driving up US-1 and you're in the Titusville area, your look is, is, is beauty as you're looking at the river. And oh then across gosh. the river, you've got the Wildlife Refuge, you've got the Kennedy Space Center, you've got the Vehicle Assembly Building and the Launch Pad. And you got Play Linda Beach, yeah. which is absolutely right. stunning. Yeah. So the trail, when it comes through, it will connect Titusville to the Playa Linda, mm -hmm. and um, it will go not along the road. It will go through an area that only people on the bike trail will see. see wow. That's so cool. That's very that. cool. Exclusivity. Yeah. That's very cool. Yeah. So what other programs do you have here? I know, is there, do you still have the Adopt the Road program? Yeah, we have so many people who love the refuge and are so passionate about it, and they always want to come out and help. We're so fortunate. Mm -hmm. And so Adopt an Area is a way that we keep everything clean and looking good. So we have local businesses, we have service clubs, we have just individual families that will adopt a stretch of road or a boat ramp or a kayak launch, and they come out um, at least four times a year, but lots of them come out more than that and clean up the area for us. Wow. Great. I mean, just, the people around here are incredible. To well, find you know, as I said, it's a it's a partnership that you have with the community. And, you know, we're always talking about how the people of uh, the Space Coast, you know, all band together and promote our attractions and, and, you know, get involved. And you guys are a big part of that. And we really appreciate that. A lot of people don't even realize. I mean, we say it over and over, but people don't realize that the Kennedy Space Center and the rockets that go up, space shuttle that went up, 
was launched from the middle of a wildlife refuge. So, you know, you see those fabulous pictures where the with the rockets going up and then the birds are all flying away and doing whatever. Mm-hmm. But it's a great sight to see. And I know that when a rocket is launched, tell us now, do you have to close a certain part of the area because of that, or is it too far away now? That's a really good question. Thanks for bringing that up. Um, NASA is in charge because NASA manages the paved roads through the refuge. Mm-hmm. So they decide, and often they decide to close the roads when there's a launch, especially if the launch is from pad 39A, which is the closest one to Playa Linda. So sometimes they just close when Playa Linda gets full, and other times they close like the day before, you know, like right. the night before and don't let anybody come in at all. And um, that's always their prerogative. And we never really know until pretty close to the time. You wow. Know? Like the day before. But then, of course, you guys know because you're here on the Space Coast, sometimes there's a scrub, right? Right, right. Oh, yeah. So, like, okay, open them know. up quick. Yeah. And they do open up really quickly after the rocket launches. Mm-hmm. It's just a matter of minutes, usually, before they open the roads up again and people mm-hmm. can come in. And they do. They're waiting. They're like, all right, time to go. So I didn't realize, I'm sorry, uh, that people used to live, you said people lived out here beforehand? Oh, absolutely. There are several different communities out here on the island before the Space Center was built. And there was, of course, Indian River Fruit, all of the uh, citrus groves that Mm -hmm. were out here. And um, after the, even way back after the Civil War, there was uh, freed slave communities here. Wow. And before that, there were Native peoples who were living here. So we've always had a lot of people out, you know, just enjoying the resources that are here. What a place to you know, live. The, well, there's, there's also the uh, cemetery that's there. There are there's several cemeteries yeah. that you can see. And out they, here? Yes. Oh, and I didn't know that. they allow the families, I think, at a certain time of the year to come out if they want to go there. There are some that are directly adjacent to Route 3 that the public can see. Mm -hmm. And then if you have anyone, you know, interned there, then you can have access as well. Wow. So there's a lot of history. There's so many things that people just don't know. And I know that um, you get a lot of that history, too, when you take a lighthouse tour, um, which is being opened now that I think that either NASA or one of the um, tour companies is actually doing the lighthouse tour now. And, but let's talk about the visitor center that you have here, because I know that you have been approved to have a renovation. We, when is that going to start? I know that it's probably been held up a little bit, but tell us about that. Yeah, our current visitor center was built in 1986, which isn't that long ago. No, it's not. No, it's not at all. <laughs> <laughs> but the, uh, the visitation has just increased so much since then that the one we have now can't really accommodate all our visitors. So we do have approval to build a new building, which is going to be 8,000 square feet. And in addition to the, the exhibit area that we have, there will be an auditorium and a separate classroom for our school kids who visit. Now they have to share. So the new auditorium will be larger, and then there'll be a separate classroom, and the exhibit area will be larger. Um, and we hope to break ground this summer, 
Um, and but then it's going to take us like a year and a half to build yeah. it. Yeah. And is that so going to be near this visitor center? It, yes, it will use the same entrance off the road, so it'll be just literally across the parking lot from where we are now. And I, I thank you for having stuff like that for the kids, because I when I was a kid in school, I, first of all, I always loved field trips because I got to get out of the classroom. <laughs> but I used to love the. That doesn't field, surprise me. I know, right? Shocker <laughs> there. Um, but but I did. I loved going on field trips like this. Um, I I always have been. I've been a water bug, but nature bug, that kind of thing. And these are one of the more interesting types of, of field trips that you could take. So I love that you do that and you give back to the community that way. Yeah, we rely a lot on volunteers to help us with our trips for school groups. And of course, we haven't had any much this last year, but we're really excited that we started to welcome some scout troops back. Mm -hmm. You know, they can come out here and earn their bird watching badge or their wildlife badge or their hiking badge. You know, there's a lot of things that fit well with the wildlife refuge. And then normally during the school year, we have a lot of programs that focus on the lagoon mm -hmm. um, and all the aquatic things you would have liked it. You get to get your feet wet and stomp around in the lagoon. That's fun. Well, I know that we've had a lot of sports teams come in um, because we have a lot of activity going on at the USSSA Stadium out in Vieira, and they're staying over at the Beachside Hotel and Suites. Yes. And they are looking, when they're not actually playing on the team, they look for things to do. And I know Michelle Martindale over, the sales director there at the hotel, tells people that they come over here to the Wildlife Refuge and have the kids have a chance to hike and explore and learn, be educated, etc. But um, over at the at the Beachside Hotel and Suites. Beautiful location. If you're coming to visit the Space Coast, we urge you to stay there. It's a beautiful location that's been renovated with a nice retro look. It's got that um, wonderful duck dive bar. Yep. Great place to eat and have lazy a few river. lazy river that flows the length of the hotel. And um, and they're right located, I mean, right by the beach so that you can walk right down to the beach and they offer all those free, what, they have bikes and... I mean, yeah, our, our news editor actually is on vacation. She's actually staying there. She just sent me some pictures. And um, yeah, well, they, that's pretty cool. Yeah, and she's got five children. So if you have five children, that's definitely a good place to go because they'll give you the bicycle. They'll give you all the beach gear. They'll give you the beach buggies, the, the boogie boards, all that. So she's a smart one. That's why she works for Belton Communications. <laughs> that's right. So, um, you're saying, so you're saying you, you, you went over that way too quick. So you said, okay, so someone like me, I'm from originally from Virginia. Right. right. If I take my family, I'm let's just say I'm driving all the way down here. Mm-hmm. I don't, have, I don't have to buy LSD. No, that's the, and I got kids myself, Phil. Yeah. So definitely you want to go there because they're going to give you all your, your boogie board. They'll give you a bicycle. If you need it, they'll give you the beach towels. And the cart to carry. They the have cart. a cart that you can take it down I have, to the beach. I have used that cart. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> yeah you have, haven't yes, you? <laughs> many times. So definitely that's a great place to go to um, and, and definitely a fun a fun spot. And it's, it's what, maybe 25 minutes from here, if that? Exactly. So it's a great location, BeachsideSuitesHotel.com. Com, go there, look and make a reservation. Look at all the fabulous pictures that are there. And when we're when we're not on location at other places, we always go back there so that we can sit around the the lazy river and, and and do our do our broadcast there. So we encourage everybody. That's the Beachside Hotel and Suites in Cocoa Beach. Absolutely, definitely. So, what are the plans? You got any plans for this weekend? Are you working or are you going to get to enjoy the atmosphere here on the Space Coast? Um, She's thinking. <laughs> I, I work on Saturday, um, so I'll be here, um, you know, welcoming guests to That's the refuge. That's dedication. And, 
Good job. Yes. Help, helping them find where they can see baby alligators and manatees and all oh, the things geez. that they like to do. Well, that's yeah. good. That's great. And also, you know, it's a great opportunity to come out here and go to the beach because, as we said, the Space Coast has, what, 72 miles of beach. And the, oh, and the great thing about your beach that you have here, it's quiet. There's no hotels on it. It's all like it was a long time ago. And yep. uh, if you like that atmosphere, you go to play, you know, play Alinda and the Orphan, the Cocoa Beach area. You've got more activity there, like right around the Cocoa Beach Pier and then the downtown Cocoa Beach area. And then down in the Melbourne Beach area, you've got not only some crowded beaches, if you like hotel um, atmosphere on Mm -hmm. the beach, or there's some private beaches as you go south. When when we first moved here, my family and I first moved here, the first beach we went to that first weekend was Play Linda. And, and absolutely beautiful. I'm, I was originally from the Daytona Beach area. It was a lot busier. Um, and I don't say that in a positive way. I say that in a more of a hectic way. So when I came here with my kids, and Phil, you would appreciate this, beautiful, beautiful area, and it was a lot calmer. Mm-hmm. Um, also, Playland is a, a fun area because the, the, we learned the deeper in you go, the less clothes you will see. Um, there's, yes. There's <laughs> well, that's a good way to put that's it. That's a good way of putting it. Very, <laughs> I, I was, you know, son, I was wondering how you were going to get to that. <laughs> yeah, I learned very quickly. So I tried to zip down to the last one, but the wife wouldn't let me but that's okay um but it's it's a great place to go so there for for those that want to we have one of the very uh few nude beaches around here that you can actually partake in as well but beautiful beach here in play linda um and and it's a major attraction and then coco beach you talk about coco beach again uh, another great thing about that when i go down there with the family when we're coming back off the beach, uh, you can actually go to Longboard's Tiki Beach Grill. Yes, you can. And oh my gosh, that's <laughs> the best spot. You, you know me, I love Tiki Hot Bars. That's Dad's all that's about the, tiki. the one. I know. Yeah. And so there at Longboard's, which is located at the Hilton um, Oceanfront on Cocoa Beach, has the the beautiful restaurant area, which is the big thatched hut yes. that you can sit underneath with the bar and then at night they have they can light up the fire and you can sit around on couches and they have and, entertainment and, and for have entertainment. sports buffs they got the NFL yeah. tickets and when football starts back up in what September I think it is yeah we actually gave away tickets to the Jacksonville Jaguars um, yeah. home opener um, we just did that a couple weeks ago. So when you go out there, uh, they got the, the tiki bars in the, the, listen, they got a heavy pour over there. So you want to go check that place out. Heavy yeah. pour is my rap name. Yeah, heavy pour is yeah. your rap name. <laughs> but the other, the other neat thing that I like is the, is there's a little bar at the very end of yes. right by the beach so that you're sitting right, pretty much right on the beach underneath another thatched, um, yep. a thatched roof that you get to have a drink and, and some food. So it's really, really nice. So yep. that's Tiki's and you want to stop by there. Longboard. Longboard Tiki Beach Grill. Check it out. So we have a lot of men a lot of yes. beaches, a lot of other things to do here. And and again, uh, Titusville, my home for many years, um, beautiful area. Definitely got to come check out Play Linda and, and the Wildlife Refuge. Fun. Hey, fun. Hey, Kim, so you, you mentioned all the species that were here. You said it was like 3,000, right? That's a lot. Can you name all of them? <laughs> no, right. How much time do we have? Okay, so <laughs> yeah. hold on, hold on. So you're going you're gonna to want. Her. I want to see. Let's just name an animal, see if you got it here, okay? Okay. All right. I'm going to say otter. You have one? River otter, yes. Okay. That's All right, John. Well, I'm just going to do the easy one. It would be an alligator. Well, it's right? going to get harder as we go along. Alligator. I'll take the easy one. Alligator. Okay. A snake. Yes. Manatee. Yes. Bears. Yes. Were we talking specific? Oh. Black bear? Can we? Really? Bears? Yes. Okay. Uh, uh, squirrel? <laughs> wow. <laughs> yes. Okay, bears. Coyotes? Wow. First one who yes. gets it wrong has to buy us a drink. Okay. Oh, okay. I, wait. I can't. You at, can't at even the tiki go bar, there. At the tiki bar. I'm running out. <laughs> Bonnie, it's your turn. <laughs> I know. I'm running out. I can't even think. You've got me. You got. You got me caught. Oh, I mean, uh, uh, Bonnie has <laughs> Bonnie's buying drinks. 
She said she was buying I mean, next round anyways. So. There's so much though. There's so much out here. Well, yeah. I got a good Probably question. Probably names I don't even know. <laughs> I got a good question. If you could speak to one species of these animals, which one would it be? Oh man. Ooh. The otter whisperer. That's right. No, I would like to talk to this black bear that we have because it keeps coming around the visitor center. Stealing our lunches. That's right. What the heck's going on here, buddy? You're like, what is he doing here? So it's not a species. There's a specific bear you've got to gripe with. That's right. Have you, have you named him? No. Is no? it only... Is I mean, I'm I, really, I did not know that... Is it one bear or is it a bunch of bears? A family of bears? You're right that it's unusual to see a bear. Um, we don't know if it's one, but it, we haven't seen bears in many years. And then just this past year, we started to see bears here. Um, Interesting. It could be one or it could be a couple. There's yeah. a road named after, what is it, Black Point Bear? Or what was it? There's a, there's a road with the name Bear in it. Am I crazy? You're crazy. No, you can adopt a road and name it if you'd like. No, but I thought there was. You're thinking of the Bears Cove boat ramp? Probably, because I know that there's something with the beard. But it's Bears is a family name. It's not spelled the same. Oh, he oh, called me out. There you go. He called like me the, out. Like the paint company. Gotcha. There you go. You know, the, another neat look that I like, too, is when you come over the Max Brewer Bridge, and on the side of the road, people actually set up tents so they can spend the day going out swimming, fishing, kayaking, boating, whatever. But that's a neat look. I mean, it, what a great way to spend the day. You can bring your own little grill and you do whatever, but it's it's also a neat look as you're driving, you know, into the wildlife refuge and see that. It's definitely a fun place, but I have to say that that is actually a county park. Right. So I got to give the folks at the county credit. They're the ones who maintain that area and keep it up for everybody. And once you drive across the causeway past all the action that's where the wildlife refuge right because there's a big sign that tells you that you've just crossed that line and it's there but but the ambiance of what you see as you're Mm -hmm. coming in is it's it's just a sight and i love that atmosphere i love the the nature the the quietness the tranquil the way that it is that's you know it's all part of definitely having a lot of fun there you can tell when you're coming no doubt and watching a launch from out here as close as you can get i mean do the animals get scared when there's a launch they leave but they come back you know, like mm-hmm. a lot of where birds. Where do they go? Fly. Well, all the birds hide can the fly bushes. away and go someplace where they feel safer. <laughs> They're used to it now. They know, oh, that's SpaceX. But <laughs> yeah, that, that's just, yeah, come on, buddy. That? The new guy doesn't know what's going but on. But like the alligators <laughs> and bears and things like that, where do they go? You know, what's really funny is that oh. when the rocket launches, the alligators a lot of times will start bellowing because it's a very... Bellowing? The rocket launch is a very rumbly, deep, vibrating kind of experience. And alligators, when they're communicating... Um, with each other or communicating with you that they are annoyed and you need to back off, they like bellow. It's like a really rumbly, deep sound right, they right. make. My dad used to do that to me when I'd get in trouble. The water vibrates all around them. <laughs> after a rocket launch, the gators will all start making noises. Yeah, they're, yeah. they're, they're, they're hot and bothered, so to speak, right? They're, they're just exciting. saying, what is that? Well, they're, they're, there it goes fri- again. They're frightened, you know. Yeah. I think well, they're territorial, actually. Yeah. They're kind of replying. They hear that rumble, and they're replying with their own rumble. Wow. You know, like, this is my area. I'm here. You know, I that's think it's it, kind of it. funny when you are when you are hiking along or whatever, and they know that you're there. They will make that noise to let you know, like, hey, I'm here. Don't was, come near or stay away. I was here first. Exactly. You know, and I hear them loud and clear because I, I hike around the Ulame Wildlife Refuge. And uh, believe me, they let me know when I'm getting a little bit too close or whatever. And I'm happy to back away. You know, I you love, know? and this is not necessarily out here, but still kind of related. So I went on an airboat ride. And um, on the airboat ride, we came across, there was a, I think it was a cow 
crossing the, the river there. And it was not scared at all that this boat was coming because it said, look, I'm here. This is my spot, and you just have to wait. <laughs> so I love how these animals, they just they know this is my territory. You're in my world now. But that's a neat look, isn't it's it? When awesome. you're When you're out there on a, on a, on a boat ride like that, airboat yeah. ride, and then you see cows in the well, middle of the water. That's what I love about the Space Coast. This is the real deal out here. Yeah. This is not manufactured. It's not like if you go over to a theme park in Orlando and they're creating. No, this is the real deal. Right. And this you, is not a TV show. This right. is it. This is it. If you want the real scoop, you can get out here the Merritt Wildlife Refuge Merritt Island Wildlife Refuge you can get real close to get some great shots of, of the birds you can see the animals speaking it, of the cool right. thing about wireless cameras is that I can pick a camera up and walk around here is it cool if I show this the your friends over here and the friends out there is sure. it okay yeah. all right so John you got to provide commentary because I want to show well we, we're seeing some cool so that's a and we talked about that before that's an otter up there, that's right? an otter it's a river otter a river uh, otter and it's not so dark colored because it's dry and you probably see them wet right wild. right and they it's real shiny can we wet them real quick to see well then I feel better <laughs> that I because I know I, I live on the wildlife refuge on Ulame and I will see them but they're always dark. So, so that's because they're wet. And okay. that's a What's, turkey underneath it. Oh, that's a turkey. Yeah, that's a turkey. That's a turkey. Yeah. Just look like that when I when I make it Thanksgiving. <laughs> <laughs> gobble gobble. So we've got the turkeys, and then we've got a, a bunch of these beautiful photos up here, um, which are what the top left. What is that? A sp- that's President Biden. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> oh, not, not that turkey. The, the 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 bird above the gator. An egret. That's an egret. An egret. We got we got a bald eagle. Bald eagle. Um, some beautiful birds. Some the herons. Herons. Yeah. Who who took these? These are just one of our volunteers took these. These are wow. Looks like his name is Bill Thompson. He That's seems right. to be a very good photographer. Our friend Rob yeah. Barley takes some really good photos. I thought yes, maybe one of those might have, been, might have been his. So yes, yeah, so we have some some beautiful photos. And then I think Phil, when you go out there on display, I think I believe they had uh, some some. Um, what do they have out there? They have a couple animals. Well, we've, we've got the gopher tortoise. Ah, that's what yep. it was. And the indigo snake that live here in the scrub area. That's a great way that you can get up close and see it without having to be worried that it's going right. to bite you. What's the little one that looks to be climbing the tree? Bobcat. A bobcat. Oh, oh my god. We goodness. have a lot of bobcats oh. out here. And the photographers who come a lot and spend a lot of time here, they see them. It's it's tricky to get to see one if you're a one-time visitor. I know because they're, they're, yeah. they're camouflaged. They are. Yeah. Do you yeah. ever uh, have a thing where you bring an animal in and you can get up close and like learn about them? No, you can't do that because they're at the refuge. Yeah, I, I knew that. My bad. They're protected. <laughs> can't do that. One of the things, I mean, it is exciting to be able to get close to them, but you have to remember that that they are wild animals right. and it's not a zoo, even though you can get pretty close. You know, so we don't want people to put themselves in danger. I respect you that. You know, yep. um, just because the alligator is laying across the trail doesn't mean it's okay to step over it. Right. You know? right. That's a very good point. Doesn't mean you go over and try and pet it. I love yeah. that picture up there. What is that? A, a, a wild hog. A wild boar hog. Yeah. And, and that bird, what is that? A crane? A great egret. Great egret. Mm-hmm. Wow. And that hog did not attack the egret? What? Oh, no. No. What's that up there? Is that, that's, a, that's a turtle that's a shell. Sea turtle shell. It's a big sea turtle. And we have some of the best sea turtling nesting um, here. Right in, here in Space Coast. Yeah, you got in it. the world. And our, our partners at the Canaveral National Seashore, they give walks at night where you can go out and see the sea turtles nesting. See, there you go. That, so that's so. a thing where you can get up close and, and yeah, look at them. And yeah. again, another beautiful sight. Yep. 
Um, and I love that. The bob- I, I really want to take a bobcat home now after seeing that. Look how cute it looks. That's because it looks cute. It does look cute. don't want to get involved in it, that. It was like me. I was cute until I got bigger, and then it was like, okay, go away. <laughs> <laughs> he got tamed really good. Bobcats and otters both bite. Even otters bite? Look- oh, really? Oh, yeah. I didn't know that. I otters. didn't know that either. Uh, uh-huh. Well, geez, Louise. All right. Okay. Well, like, listen. Wow. What you about know. penguins? Are penguins bad? Did they bite? Because I really want a penguin, too. We don't know. We don't have penguins no. here. <laughs> she doesn't want to talk, about, want to talk penguins. about penguins. <laughs> don't want to talk about penguins. Hey, thanks, Kim, for, for, for having us here and showing us around. We really appreciate it. And we appreciate all the work that you do and all your volunteers. We look forward to your renovation. Yeah, thanks for coming out to see the refuge today. We're happy to get the word out to our visitors about how to have a fun and safe visit. It's a gem. Get out yes. here. Absolutely. Another hidden gem on Florida Space Coast. Absolutely. Again, we want to thank our sponsors, the Cocoa Beach, um, um, our Beachside Hotel Beachside and Hotel Suites, and, and Longboard's Tiki Bar, and, of course, the Space Coast Fun Guide, where the discount coupons are in there. So get your book, because let me tell you, it's a great way to be able to see all the you know attractions and restaurants and get a, and get a discount and as well. For those of you who are listening, the brand new book will hit the lobbies by July 1, uh, 2021 here. So get ready for the new book with new coupons and, and new things to come see and do, but come on down, plan your trip on spacecoastfunguide.com. And they could also get the coupons off the website. Absolutely. Yeah. Right off the website. You can book your accommodations. You can find events um, and get directions to things like the Merritt Island National Wildlife Refuge. So absolutely come check this stuff out. And the book is very educational as well because you got a lot of good detail in there. We do. It's very nice. The map. And the map. map. I was just going to mention the map. Somebody we ran into the other day said they wanted the map blown up so they could put it in their um, Their restaurant, restaurant. I think, right? last week, too. Yeah, when we were over at um, Hotel Melby, I think, right? Right. Yep. Yeah. So anyway, it's also good. So if you if you're interested, all you got to do is just um, info at spacecoastfunguide.com and ask for whatever it is that you'd like. And um, uh, we're at your service. John will be happy to send it. That's it. So now next week, where we're going to be next week, we are going to be at the Exploration Tower at the port. And we're going to meet with the chairman of the Port Authority, which is Rear Admiral Wayne Justice. Awesome. And he's going to talk to us about What's happening with the cruises, like when we're going to be able to start. He's going to talk about the tourism in the Cove area, all the restaurants and the retail business that's going on in the Cove. Did you see that new ship, Bonnie? Not to interrupt you. but yeah, I God, did. Wow. Gorgeous. Wasn't that huge? Carnival's ship is. Yes. Last Mardi week Gras. it came. Yeah. And it's still here. It's here, I believe, yep. till June 18th. Giant ship. Roller coaster on the back, which is very awesome. cool. But it just it's just huge. It, it, beautiful, huge. And we actually had two ships, new you, ships come in that day. Well, yeah, but in addition, on Friday, Saturday, where there were five at one time that were all there. That was like the old days, wasn't it? It yeah. was wonderful well, to pe- see. People are anxiously waiting for the cruising to start. So I know that they're gonna be very excited about our podcast next week to talk to, to Wayne Justice. As- absolutely. Admiral Admiral Justice. And Admiral one Justice. of the neat things that about Wayne Justice that we can talk about I is I know that, what you're gonna say. That he used to work for the presidents and he was the one that had to that always had to travel with the presidents and carry that carry red football. phone or they whatever call, it was. Football. Football. No yeah. way. Yeah. Oh. And he had and to he, have that with him at all and times. He, and he lived in the White House with them. He did. And he traveled on Air Force One to all all over the globe. But I, I he's going to have some interesting questions. stories. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Because we got to see now that he's not working for him. Can he tell us any insides? Yeah. Stories? I mean, like these presidents, you know, uh, when it's when they're off duty, I mean, do they walk around? 
around in cutoffs and flip-flops and stuff <laughs> yeah, like yeah. that. I want to know about the you secret know. tunnels. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. The yeah, secret, you, you know, yeah. right? You know there's a secret McDonald's down there in one of them. I heard about that. Oh, definitely last president. <laughs> <laughs> he had his share. That's funny. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I think it'll be fun. I think it'll be neat to hear some uh, an inside an insider story on that. You've you got to be pretty credible to be the guy that's holding the phone. I know. The, right. The, the and he phone. is an incredible guy. So it's going to be a great, a great, a great tourism conversation. And we're going to be located at the Exploration Tower, which is seven stories high, a perfect location to watch a Space Coast launch as well. And so we'll be right there, probably up on the seventh floor, overlooking the whole port area. And we'll still have the, um, the ship will still be there, I believe. Yeah, because it probably won't leave till around four in the afternoon or so. So we should be able to have that as a backdrop. Royal Caribbean was in here the other day. It's it's great seeing these ships back. It's, It's great. Yep, yeah, everybody's Odyssey ready to do seas. it. So it's going to be fun. We wish everybody a safe week. Have a great time, and we will see you next, next week. week. That's a wrap. <laughs>